First of all, we take the opportunity to wish a Mazel Tov to Shmuel Franco. Bar Hashem is going to be celebrating his Bar Mitzvah this Shabbos. And I will say, I just want to point out, imagine if having started your Bar Mitzvah life, you were attending Shir with the Piazetzna on Thursday nights. Right? How different life would have turned out. Right? How different life would have turned out. So, Shmuel, I'm going to give you the bracha that I'm going to continue to find the beauty, the simcha, 
the deliciousness in the Ribbono Shalom's Torah, Admeve Esim Shonim Tovos. Amen. I also want to thank Rabbi Huda Buchwalter for dedicating the Shir tonight in memory of his mother. Rabbi Huda, what's her name? Fegal Liba Bas Chaim, Zichron of the Brach. We hope none of the merit of our Brachos. Of our Divrei Torah, of our Hasmada, of our Aliyah, her Nisham Shadav, and Aliyah, and the family in Nechama. I also, as always, want to thank Reb Tzvi for, for Mamish, it's like Sudas Shlomo HaMelech. You know, you know I, 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 after my rib, after my rib, someone came in, and I said, oh, you should take something to eat. He said, oh, I just had dinner. I said, so did everyone else here. Not everyone else here. I just, I just want to be clear. Everyone had, right? It's not that oh, I haven't eaten in three days. You know, no, it's been about 40 minutes right, since, since dinner. And yet, amazingly enough, we can both say, you don't understand, like, he takes from his own time. And he goes ahead and he prepares, like, these delicacies. I asked him what the menu was. He sent me a text. I didn't even reckon that. What kind of coleslaw is this? What is it called? I don't even remember. What Spiked I remember. peach, spice, spicy, <laughs> spicy peach, spicy peach, spicy peach. Whatever. A brisket, a brisket mamish. Like the man should have been like that brisket. That, that's what I've been. Uh, so really, thank you, Ripsi. Thank you. I say, really, you know, we're very, we're really incredible. We, we, we have people, Baruch Hashem and Arkehila, like Ripsi, like Yainus and Kaplan, Baruch Hashem, people who really like just go out of their way to just. Make things right. I'm saying, like, you, you come, you come, we have beautiful Torah, you have a beautiful spread, but just know anything that's beautiful, that's because someone's working on it. So, on behalf of the entire Shir, thank you so much. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. So, so with that, uh, with that uh, let, us, let us begin. So, Shechiyonu Vikimanu Vigiyonu, that we're going to begin in Yerzah Shamanu Limud tonight. And, we, you know, we've been Zochet to learn from the Chalban. And I think that over the couple of months that we've been studying the Chalban, I think that many of us have established a real connection to the Tzaddik. Because that, that's what happens when you learn the Torah of the Tzaddik. You connect with the Neshama of that Tzaddik. In fact, the Baal Shem Tov HaKadosh says something so beautiful. He explains this is incredible. He says, when you learn the Torah of the Tzaddik, after 120, when you're in front of Beis and Shema, the celestial court, Right? And perhaps there are some Averas that the court is persecuting you against. If you've learned the Torah of a tzaddik, that Tzaddik comes and advocates on your behalf and defends you in front of the Beis Din Allah. That's what I will say. There's something, learning Torah is always beautifully special. There's something especially unique. When you choose a Sefer, you choose a Tzaddik, and you say, Tzaddik, you're my Rebbe. You're my Rebbe. So for the last couple of months, the Chalban has been our Rebbe. And I would venture to say that even though there were weeks in which we had no idea what the Chalban was saying, right? No idea. But here's the amazing part. Even when I couldn't understand it with my mind, I always understood it with my heart. Somehow, some way, it always penetrated and it always made a dramatic difference. So tonight, for Elo, although it might take us a little bit beyond Elo, we're going to begin learning with another tzaddik. We're going to, we have many rabbis, Baruch Hashem. So tonight, and for the rest of this incredible month of Chodesh Elo and Tishrei, our Rebbe, who is going to guide us through these days, is the Piazetzner. The Piazetzner of Clonimus Kalmus Shapira was born in 1889 and perished in 1943. The Rebbe was an Eloi, was a child prodigy. The Rebbe was someone who was incredibly unique, not just in his Torah knowledge, but in his chesed, in his kindness. The Rebbe, the Rebbe before he died at the hands of the Nazis, Yimach Shmon Vizichram, so the Rebbe lost everything. The Rebbe's wife had passed away before the war, 
and his son and daughter-in-law were killed in the German bombardment of Poland. So already at the, at the beginning of the war, the Rebbe had already lost virtually everyone. He had one daughter, he had one daughter, who he thought had survived, but in fact she perished in Dachau, historical records show. And the Rebbe, during his time in the Warsaw Ghetto, during the Warsaw Ghetto, so the Rebbe did many incredible things. So the Rebbe is most known for the fact that on Shabbos he would deliver drushes, deliver drushes. And after Shabbos, a little bit, uh, Jacob and I had, uh, we had the great schuss to learn many of those drushes together. So every Matzi Shabbos, the drush would be recorded. So there's machlokas, historical machlokas. Did the Rebbe write them down? Was it a Gabai who wrote it down? Because they found discrepancies like in the handwriting on the manuscripts. In any event, the Rebbe realizing he was not going to survive the war, took the manuscripts, put them in a milk canister, buried them in the Warsaw Ghetto. After the war, some Gentile, some Pole, is going around the ghetto looking for whatever he finds the milk canister, sees Hebrew writing, sends it off to the Jewish committee there. And it turns out that they found the writings of the Piazetzna. And those drushes are compiled into what's called Ish Kodesh, Holy Fire. You can actually, you can, you can, it's in English also. They have English translations of it. It's a, it's a profound masterpiece of Emuna, of Dveikos. What people don't know is the Piazetzna had a number of other Sfarim as well. The Sefer that we're going to be focusing on is a very unique Sefer that I think is rarely learned. Rarely learned, at least rarely learned in this type of context, as you'll see in the Shir. This Sefer is called B'nei Machshav So just to give you a little bit of the context, the Piazetzna was approached by a group of Talmidim, by a group of students. And these Talmidim said to the Rebbe, we want to form a group, a small group, a small group of people who are dedicated to growth. Dedicated to growth. You know, a chabura, a, gr- a group of guys just who could learn together, inspire each other, grow together as a group. And they asked the Piazetzna, can you write for us the guidelines for such a group? How do you constitute a group like that? What's the mandate of a group like that? What's the tsura? Who should be in the group? How should the group conduct itself? So the Piazetzna wrote for them a manuscript, wrote for them a playbook about how to constitute and create a group of people who want to learn together and are dedicated to personal growth. That, that pamphlet, which, and you can see, it's this, this is the size of the Sefer, I'll say. This is the entire Sefer. And again, here, even the margins are big. So it's even small. By the way, I ordered a whole bunch of Svarim also. So whoever wants to purchase them, they'll be available. This is not a commercial. But they'll, you know, they'll be available for purchase in Mir Sashem next week. And this is, this, this is the entire Sefer. This is the pamphlet. So the, so, so the Piagetzna said, if you study this, this will teach you how to constitute these small groups. So I, say, I, want to, I want to tell you something interesting, which is that, so during the summer, I was thinking about that I wanted to start a small group, a Bnei Aliyah Chabura, small group of people, not more than 10, dedicated, pledging themselves to com- coming to a shir once a week, but not just a shir where you learn and you leave, like a shir that has an achrayas. The Achrayis responsibility is that every month we work on an avoda. Every month we're going to work on something. So one month it's going to be tzedakah. Another month it's going to be chesed. A second time it's going to, the third month it's going to be lashon hara. And as a group, as a group, the power of it is when you have a group of people all working on the same thing, you give each other chizuk. 
you give each other strength because anytime we start on a new life initiative, sometimes, you know, you falter. You falter, you fall. There's, there's the excitement and then it wanes a little bit. So I was going to start this up. I was actually going to start a couple of them based on this idea of the Piazzatna. And then I realized that the truth is, the best way to go about this is, let's learn the Sefer together. Let's learn, let's learn the Sefer. Baruch Hashem was such a beautiful, beautiful olam over here. Let's learn the Sefer together. Understand what the Piazzatna is. And here's the goal. Here's the goal. The goal is that Amir Hashem, when we finish this Sefer, we're going to break off into smaller groups. It's not going to replace the Thursday night chair, and no tzvi is not cooking for every single group. Right? But, but in your, there's, a, there's a price. There is a price, right? For a price, he will cook for every single group. Let's say, yeah. <laughs> so we're going to break into smaller groups and hopefully use the Piazzetzna's model of growth. Because, you know, I, I had this epiphany over, over the summer. And I don't know, maybe it's because I'm getting old. Maybe it's because I'm just tired. I'm not sure. But I think, like, the world is ready. We're ready for a different type of avoda. You know, like, if you think about it, Baruch Hashem, there's so many shiurim. So many shiurim, right? And now, Baruch Hashem, with the internet, you know, so you, you can learn anything at any time. Podcasts and this and that. So I think we're ready for a different avoda. Not as much as sheer, but personal work. <laughs> Sitting down with a group of guys who I love, who I trust, who I can make myself vulnerable with, share my struggles, share struggles with each other, but ultimately, again, use it as a catalyst for our own personal growth. That's what the world is ready for. And I think that's the pivot we have to work towards. But then I realized that the truth is, those small groups will be so much more impactful if at the end of the day we first learn this Sefer of the Rebbe. Let's learn the plan. Everybody say, you're going to see it's not just simply a plan. The Piagetzna outlines over here such profound machshava. So it's just such profound thoughts. So I will say, with that intro, let, let us begin. Okay, I'm going to read for just a cup. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so also with that, let us begin. So the Piazetzna, I, I see you a couple of pages over here. So the first section over here is an introduction. Really just an introduction. So look what he writes. Seder Matara Sachevra. So the introduction of also over here is, what's the purpose? What's the purpose? What is it? I'm sorry, the sheets. Anyway, both have plenty, plenty of sheets over here if anyone needs plenty. I made plenty of copies. Anyone need that? Thank you. Josh. Of course, let's go stand here. Oh, you're you're in comfort for the sheet. All right, now I got it. <laughs> you want a cup with that, or you're just you're just going straight ah, to be a college guy, to be a college guy. <laughs> All right, you know that's for everyone. It's for everyone. That's okay. So so let's um so let's start. Seder matara sachebra. What's the purpose, right? What's the purpose of this group? So look what the Piaget writes. Matarasenu, Matarasenu, Enu Chadasha. What we want to try to accomplish is not something new. We'll say, the Piagetzna begins with is, we all want to work on the same thing. What they're trying to accomplish is no different than any other Jew is trying to accomplish. 
כי רצוננו ומטרסנו הם לעבוד את השם אלוקינו, אלוקי אברהם, אלוקי יצחק ואלוקי יעקב. My entire purpose is that I want to go ahead and serve... I want to serve the Ribbono Shalom. I want to serve the Kaddish Baruch Hu. I want to serve the Ribbono Shalom. Avod the Tama. Avod the Shlima. I both say, the Piyajasna chooses his words so carefully over here. So the Rebbe says, what, what kind of Avoda? What he calls an Avoda Tama. Avod the Shlima. A complete Avodas Hashem. Bechol evere gufenu v'nafshoseinu. So I both say, the Piyajasna says... If you ask me, what do I want? What do I want? I want to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu with every part of my being. That's what I want. Right? I want to be able to serve the Rebbe Shalom with every part of who I am. Every, literally again, chut, every, every strand of my body, every spark of my soul. So I just want to point out what just happened over here. The Piagetsna says, what's our goal? And Abba say when he says, our goal, sometimes he's like, who are you talking to? Right? So the Piagetsna says, what's our goal? And Abba say, this is what we're going to make our goal, even if we don't feel it yet. My goal is to serve HaKadosh Baruch with every fiber of my being. You see, sometimes we make the mistake of thinking that Avodas Hashem is something you do. I serve Hashem. When do I serve Hashem? Well, I come to Shachris, I come to Minchamariv, I put on tefillin, I learn Torah, I give tzedakah. Avodah is something that I do. Rebbe says, Avodah Hashem is not something you do. Avodah Hashem is something you are. You are. I am fully committed and fully subsumed by the process of worshiping and connecting to my Creator. Now, we don't know what that means yet or how exactly that manifests itself. But the Piagetzna says the Icarus to remember is sometimes in life you have to know what you want. And even if what you want can't be fully defined, at the end of the day you have to know. The end of the Maisa, the finish line, if you can't envision what the finish line looks like in your mind, you're never going to get there. And let's say, by the way, you know, this is why many of us don't end up accomplishing the things we want to accomplish. And it's a strange thing. Because think about it. I think to myself, I work so hard. I'm always toiling. Why am I not accomplishing the things I want to accomplish? And very often it's because, well, two things. Number one, because I don't have a clear vision of what accomplishment looks like. If you can't visualize the finish line, you'll never get there. And number two, of course, is I don't have a plan. So if I don't know what the finish line looks like and I don't have a plan, then of course I can't ever reach or actualize my goals. So the Piagetzna says, what's our matara? What's our goal? Let's start with that. What's our goal? Our goal is to be the kind of people who serve the Rebono Shal Olam with every fiber of our essence. Everything about me, everything of me is fully and wholly dedicated to the service of Hashem. Now look what he writes. The Ribbon Shalom, in his incredible, his incredible kindness, did a chesed for us. What's the chesed? The chesed is he put a spark in our heart. Now, what's the spark? What's the spark? See, I will say it's interesting. 
in our relationship with Hashem. And the truth is, we find this again, we find this in the Yamim Noraim davening, that ultimately our relationship with Hashem is described in many different ways. And one of the ways it's described is that Hashem is the master, and I'm the Eved, I'm the servant. And the Rebbe says, although I know that there's an element of my relationship with Hashem that's like that, that can't be the end point of my relationship with Hashem. Now you'll think to yourself, in other words, the Piazzetta says, if all I have in my life is that I'm a servant and God's the master, there's something missing from that relationship. So says the Piazzetta, I will say, this is incredible. So if I were to ask you, what's missing from that relationship, what would you say? What's missing? If, I, if I'm the Eved and Hashem is the master, what, what is it missing? What is it missing? Closeness. It's a closeness. Bakshakivanta. You see, people often answer love. Look what the Piagetna says. because the servant also worships the king. say the servant serves the king. But where does the servant serve the king? Where does he work? Where does he work? Far away from the palace. Right, the servant, the servant, you're thinking like a chamberlain, right? He's talking about like, like, like the guy who works for the king. The guy who works for the king. So the guy, where, where does he work? He works like in the mill. In the mill. Where's the mill? Where's the mill? I don't know, but I can tell you, where, where is the mill not? Right, in the, in the guy's palace. So here you have a guy, and you ask him, Eved, who are you committed to? Oh, me? I'm committed to the king. And it's beautiful. And his commitment, his commitment is profound. And his commitment is overwhelming. There's only one thing. His commitment is at a distance. He's not close to the king. He's totally pledged to the king. He's totally committed. But he's distant from the king. So beautiful. He says, this, this servant, this servant, he never hears from the king. Right? This servant never gets to talk to the king. Excuse me. There's no cognition. There's no... Wow, that's a friend, right? right? There's no connection. There's no connection. The servant, is the servant actively toiling on behalf of the king? A hundred percent. But what's fundamentally missing is any level of connection. And I will say this phrase that the Piagetna is saying, Skiras Hamoach Vitimtum Halev. What does this mean? Skiras Hamoach. Skiras Hamoach means the mind is shut off. And Timtum Halev just means the heart is befuddled. Cardiac befuddlement and cognitive closedness. Right? That's Skiras Hamoach. There's nothing wrong with the servant. There's nothing wrong with the servant. The servant is a good guy. Day in, day out, he's connecting. Day in, day out, he's worshiping. Day in, day out, he's serving. But at a distance. He never talks to the king. He never hears from the king. And the truth is, aside from their work bond, there's no other relationship. Look what the Rebbe writes. Oritzonenu, utishukasenu heim, Therefore, in our quest for closeness, in our quest to reach a level of comprehensive avodas Hashem, I don't want to be an Eved. I don't want to be an Eved. You know what I want to be? I want to be a Ben. I want to be a son. Because they're both saying, here's what's incredible. If you think about it, wherein lies the difference between a son and a servant? 
What's the difference? What's the difference? Close. Proximity. Proximity. They both serve, right? A son has to serve his father, right? Part of the myths of Kibodav is to literally serve my parent. I have to honor my father. I have to respect my father. I have to listen to my father. I have to clothe my father. I have to take care of my father. All these different things. Sounds a lot like servitude. But Lamaisa, at the end of the day, here's the difference. The servant serves from a distance. The son is right here together with his father. Says the Piazetsna. We want to be sons. We want to be close. I don't want to just simply be an ever who worships at a distance. I want to be a son who's in constant proximity to his father. Whether it's through learning, whether it's through davening, whether it's through other mitzvos, nargish as his karvusenu lahashem. Rabbi say this is so incredible. Again, it's so poshit. It's so posh. What the Piyajetzin is saying is, so my whole goal is that whenever I do something religious in nature, whenever I serve Hashem, davening, learning, whatever it is, fill in the blank, whatever it is, the goal is I want those things to engender a sense of closeness. I want those things to engender, engender a sense of connection to make me feel more like a son. And just like a son who after he hasn't seen his father ultimately again for many years, for many years, and all that time he's had such a yearning for his parent. Listen to what the Piazetsna is describing. Imagine how beautiful this must feel. Just like when a child doesn't see his father, doesn't see his father. And I will say, you know, you, you ever have that experience where you have to you go away? For those of us who are Zohar, you know, you go away, and then what happens? You're right, you're away for a little bit, you come back, you come back, you open the door. I mean, this only happens until your kids are about like. I mean, it used to be like 15, now it's about 8. Right? So I say, so right, and you know that I feel like you open the door and like. Everybody's so happy to see you. Every, and, and, and that feeling, that connection, that chibor, says the Piazetsna, the level that we can reach is that every single time we engage in Avodah Hashem, and every single time we daven and we learn, we can have that feeling of running towards our father. That father who perhaps we haven't seen in a little while, we could have that same feeling of running and connection to our Father. Skip to next paragraph. So, so far, what the Piazetzin is doing for us is describing at the end of the day, what's our goal? Our goal is to reach a level of comprehensive avodas Hashem. Where I serve Hashem not just with a part of my body, or not just I serve Hashem episodically, my entire essence is serving Hashem. And the first way that takes form is I don't want to be an Evid, I want to be a Ben. Because although they both serve, an Evid serves at a distance, a son serves in close proximity. I want to be a son. And not only do I want to be a son, I want to be a son who hasn't, feels like he hasn't seen his father in such a long time. And then at that moment when he sees his father through davening, through learning, he runs to his father because he can't wait to see him. That's what Piazetsna is describing. Remember again, this is the Matara. We're describing what it is we're trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Very important paragraph. 
the Piazetzna says, but don't think it's only through davening and through learning that we establish a closeness to Hashem. This, by the way, this is going to blow your mind a little bit. And we're going to read this, and you're going to say to yourself, because I think we all say when we read these words, this is beautiful, but totally not for me. Totally not for me. The Piazetzna says that there is a level of connection that we could achieve that is constant, consistent connection. Even when I'm not davening. Even when I'm not learning. I'm not engaged in any particular mitzvah. The Piazetzna says, Rak tamid I could reach a level where my thoughts, my thoughts, what does it mean my thoughts? My recognition about my avoda, my job in this world, my thoughts about my relationship with my father, my thoughts and my feelings about my connection to my father are so clear and so strong. We'll say, how would you translate that phrase? How would you translate that? Until the thoughts have the ability to what? Overcome and overtake our feelings, our senses. Our senses. What the Piazetzna is describing in Rabosai is that in Avodah Hashem, I could reach a level of just almost like enlightened awareness. Unawareness. An ongoing God awareness, an ongoing God connection that is stronger than any of my other senses. It's just stronger than anything else. You know, it's interesting. The same way, right? The same way when you have, when Baruch Hashem, a person has senses, right? So if I have sight, so I could close my eyes, right? But the truth is the, the sense is on, right? Or smell, or smell. In other words, you, you, can't, you can't shut off those senses. They're there. So the Piazetzna says something amazing. He says, I could reach a level in my Avodah Hashem where my connection with Hashem becomes so strong that it becomes my state of being. And it becomes a state of being. I, 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 if you ask me, I, I, my state of being is one of connection with Hashem. That is my, sta- that, that is my state of being. Not just when I dive and not just when I learn, when I'm walking down the street. I'm in a state of being of connection with the Ribbono Shalom. And says the Piazetzna, that state of being could be so strong that it overtakes all of the senses. Shalodai, shaloyuchluchu shenu lebalbel, velifsos esmach shavosenu. So I will say, not only, not only will the senses not be able to undermine this feeling, velomar lanu olam ataroa, vegeshem atamargish, rakam chushenu yichnu, Says the Piaget, which is an incredible idea. There's the ability to sublimate all of the senses, sublimate all of the senses to this state of awareness, to this state of avodas Hashem awareness. Now, I will say, this, this feels very Chalban esque, right? Where I read it and like, I just love it. Uh, but if you ask me what he's talking about, I have no idea. Okay. I, I was, but that's okay. You're not supposed to have an idea right now. What the Piagetna is doing for us is painting a vivid image of what we're working towards. And the truth is, the reason I don't understand it is very simple because I haven't started the journey. So I don't, I, 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 I could translate the Piagetna's words. And in my neshama, I could, I could feel it a little bit what he's talking about. 
But the notion of being in a constant state of Avodas Hashem, a state of Avodas Hashem, I will say, that is more powerful than any of your senses, a state of Avodas Hashem that is constant and ongoing, and ongoing. The Maish, it's hard for us, to, but the Piazza says, that's our goal. That's our goal. He goes on, he says, Vigam, hey, miras kedusha Hashem purusha akolanimsa. And ultimately, in this heightened sense of awareness, one is able to see the holiness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu in everything. So says the Piazetzna, one page. What's the goal? Again, if we break it down into steps. The goal, ultimately again, is to become Ovde Hashem, a servant of Hashem, or I should say, to engage in Avodas Hashem in a comprehensive totalistic fashion. Step two, I don't want to be an Eved. I want to be a son. They're both connected to the king, but I don't want to be connected at a distance. I want to be connected in close proximity. And step number three, to create a sense of awareness that is constant and consistent, not only when I'm engaged in actual avodas Hashem, but at all times. A sense of awareness that is so strong and so profound that it's even stronger and overtakes all of my senses. That's our goal. That's our goal, Bose. Can you imagine, Mr. when we reach this goal? Can you imagine? We're going to say we started Thursday night, the Arab Shabbos called there's Parsha Shoftim with smoked brisket. And, what's the name of the coleslaw? It was Spite. pastrami. Pastrami, sorry. Pastrami, I'm sorry. Pastrami, what's the coleslaw? Yeah, no, no, I don't remember. Spicy peach. Spicy, spicy peach, right? And I came, I showed up as a regular guy, as a regular guy. And for me, what made a great night was some... Pastrami, pastrami, a little bit of bourbon, although I will say I want to point out, thank you, Rabbi Huda, for the scotch from, from Yerushalayim, Yerakodesh, and Maritz Yisrael. I will say, somebody asked me, how does it taste? I tell you, it doesn't matter how it tastes. It's from Eretz Yisrael. Right? You could drink water out of the gutters in Eretz Yisrael. It doesn't make a difference. How, how does it taste? Don't, don't be such a, so such, such, a, such a connoisseur. How does it taste? On my palate. Your palate. Your palate. Right? Take a, pick up brisket off the floor and put it on your plate. You know, don't worry about that. Right? So, so, again, so it's amazing. We're gonna, we start this journey like this. We start this journey like this. And I will say, if we stick, see the Piaget, understand. The Nisham of the Piagetzna is here with us. And the Piagetzna is sitting right with us now. And what our Rebbe is telling us is, if you stay with me, if we stay with our Rebbe, if we stay with our Rebbe, and we continue on the journey, we're going to reach this goal. We're going to get there, Rebbe will say. Let's go weiter. Let's Can go a little bit weiter. I'm sorry? Can we still watch football? So by the way, so no, no, this is so good. This is so good. Because, because, because no, 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 no. Roman is hitting on the head. See, Rebbe will say, Here's the challenge we run into with this, right? Because, great, great, great. Quick, the short answer is no, but, but again, but, but, but again, but, but no, it's for, I'll, I'll save my football tirade for a different time. But, 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 but Lemaisa, but Lemaisa will say, see, what Roman is pointing out is exactly the problem we have with this. You see, when you hear this description, it sounds so beautiful, but it sounds like this is a person who does nothing mundane, who does nothing mundane. But here's the problem. We're regular people. So I want to watch football, right? I, I want to go on vacation. Like, I, 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 there's just stuff I want to do that's just like, not bad, chas v'shalom, but just like regular stuff that I want to do. So we're going to talk about that. And by the way, it fits into the, not everything fits into the framework, right? But we're going to see, I both say, the point over here is if I could reframe that, is the question really is, can I do this and still be a regular guy? 
And the answer is yes and no. No one should ever be a regular guy. It's usser for a Jew to be a regular guy. But can I lead a worldly life and still find success of the Piazzetzna? Absolutely. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. We're going to get that. So let's go. Turn the page. So this is now incredible. So now in this section... All right, this might take us a little bit longer than Elul. Um, all right, good. Good. Maybe we'll start learning every night. Uh, so, so, Thomas, yeah. So, so, so what I'll mention is, what, what I'll mention is, so now we'll say, so that's section one. And you're going to see, by the way, the beauty of this safer is very methodical, very methodical. This is not like, as much as the Piaget's Nazareba, this is not like typical Hasidus that deals with esoteric stuff. This is not meant to be esoteric. This is meant to be very, a very practical guide. So now, sex, next part over here. Seder token Chavra. How do you put together a group? So remember again, we'll say, this is a little bit strange because we're learning this as part of a, of a larger shear. But remember, this is written as a guide for how to construct a smaller group of people who want to work together to grow. So just, you're going to see, the instructions are fascinating. So look what he writes. Seder token Chavra. The order, the order for putting together the Chavra, the group. Os Aleph. Look what it is. Well, see, this is the Chavra. Chavra Seinu, Eino Chavra, Kedei Lahosif Koach, O Lehis Arev Be'inyane Hamedina Vakihila. So I'll say the first thing the Piazzasna says, this is not a social action group. Right? This group, this group is not going ahead and getting involved in community matters. It's not advocating. It's not lobbying. It's not trying to do this. It's, it's, it's not. That, that's not what... There are other groups. Other per, person should be engaged in community. Person should be engaged in advocacy. A person should be engaged in all those things. The PHS says, that's not this. That's not this. In no way, in no way, does anything, says the Piagetzna, that has to do with politics... Or that has to do with Kilo, which is also local politics. Politics does not come into any of this over here. In no way. And I will say there's a good reason. Why doesn't politics come into this Chabur at all? Why not? Because I will say, what is politics? What is politics? Politics is Olam Hazeh. It's the dynamics of this world. What's the goal of this, of, of the Bnei Machshav HaChabura, right? But what's, what's, what's the goal of this group? The goal of this group is to kind of lift ourselves out a little bit from some of the mundanity. To kind of allow ourselves to sit perched a little bit higher so we could see life with a little bit of greater clarity. So anything or any topic or anything that is going to mire you in Olam Haza is not part of this process. He goes on, Kitach Lisenu. I'm sorry. He goes on. Lachain, ain chavra senu chavra lechalei kibudim shall mi barosh mi baacharav. Therefore, says the piyazetzna, when structuring our groups, there is no group leader. There's no president. There's no vice president. There's no board. There's no committees. There's not even a person. There's no one in charge of the chabura. The chabura. The chabura is a group that stands on equal footing. The Chabura is a group which operates, which operates together. He goes on, Because at the end of the day, says the Piazetzna, and I will say so much, by the way, look at this Lashen, what's the Yisod of our Chabra? And I will say, for now, this is our Chabra. This is our Chabra. Right? What's at, what's at the foundation of our Chabra? Shiflos Vishomos. So I will say, what does Shiflos mean? What does Shiflos mean? 
lowliness. What does Hisramimus mean? Loftiness. See what the Piyashasana said? Because you know what this group is all about? It's about lowliness and loftiness. What does it mean? The Piyashasana saying is, sometimes the step, the, the, the first step to self-actualizing one's greatness is humility. Without humility, I can't get anywhere in life. So the Yisodil discovered the first step is humility. I both say, what does humility mean? What does humility mean? We, we're all the same. We're all, we're, all, we're all the same. We're all the same. There, there, there's no, in these groups, in, in, in Menecha, there, there's no rub, there's no this person, there's not. Everybody is the same. Every person is the same, on the same level. On the same level. Shiflos. Etzem agof anefshes. Ramos kidushasam. O makom eskalasa kidusha ein makom likibudim. So we'll do one more piece and then we'll stop for tonight. So the first thing the Piyajetzna says two things in section one. Sorry, part one, section one, part one is ultimately again this group is devoted to Abodas Hashem. Therefore, does not really mix in with other worldly events that are going on. Aleph. Number two, it's a group of, of, of humility. There is no Rosh, there's no head, right? There's no one in command, there's no one in charge, there's no more important, less important. Everyone is on the same level. Base. We'll say we'll, we'll stop with this, but I just, want, I just want to begin this tonight. He says, "V'chein os base v'chein anu masnim b'tnai kafel shelotigrom shelotigrom chas v'shalom chavrasenu shum hiskablus atzmis uperid shari yisol shenu b'chavrasenu." So we'll say I'll read this line and we'll stop here for tonight. Piyazet says, "Here's the other piece, and with this we'll pick up for next week in Mir Hashem." This chabura cannot lead to a sense. Of elitism. You see, sometimes what happens is when you have a group of people who are working on themselves and trying to hold themselves and boost themselves to a higher standard, sometimes inevitably, and, and even in, in, in a non premeditated fashion, people begin to look down on others. We're the Bnei Machshava Chabura, right? We're working on ourselves every week. We come, we come to learn because we want to be holy, we want to be good. What are you doing? No, what are you doing? Right? And so the Piyajetzna says, without even realizing it, it could lead to a condescending approach to others. Says the Piyajetzna, any personal growth that ultimately is built on looking down on the other is not growth at all. The Piyajetzna, fine, I'll go on, another line. Adarabah, reishis v'yesod chavraseinu hi avas Yisrael v'avas chaverim ba'ofen hayoser chazak. Says the Piyajetzna, there's a lot of Yisrael, there's a lot of pillars. He says, a pillar for, to be part of this Chabura is you have to love every Jew. You have to love every Jew. And I will say, it's funny, because if you ask most people, do you love every Jew? They say, of course. Just here's the difference. It all comes down to how you define the word every. Right? So I will say, what's interesting is there are many people who have like a, a little modifying phrase. I love every Jew, parentheses, or I love every, parentheses, those who are like me. Or I love every Jew who's like this. That's not Avas Yisrael. Avas Yisrael means literally loving every single... You don't have to agree with every person. You don't even have to be friends with every person. You don't have to like every person. But you have to have Avas Yisrael. For every single Jew, says the Piyajetz. And that's the Yisod over here. He goes on. We'll just end with this mashal. This is great. He says, Mashal l'sreifa be'ir uba chavrei mechabe'esh. L'chabos v'hatzal b'emtsoim shematimim l'das ulurucham. So we'll imagine the following mushal. A fire breaks out in the city. Fire breaks out in the city. And what happens? A bunch of different groups of people come to put out the fire. So one group comes to go out and put out the fire. And they're putting out the fire in a particular way. 
And what happens? Another group comes, and they have a different way to put out the fire. Would the two groups of firefighters get into a fight? Right? Would, would they begin to argue, no, no, you're, you're, you're not putting out the fire like us. When the fire is raging, all you care about is what? All you care about is what? Is extinguishing it. Okay, you're going to do it this way, you're going to do it that way, that's fine. So the Piazetzna says, every Yid has the same goal, which is to come closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Just often there are different ways that people actualize that goal and different ways that people go ahead and bring this to fruition. Says the Piazetzna, we can never let our pursuit of closeness to HaKadosh Baruch Hu chas v'shalom come at the expense of our Avas Yisrael. To be part of this Chabura, says the Piazetzna, one must possess an unbridled and unqualified sense of Abbas. So I'll say, we'll stop over here for tonight. I, I hope, I hope that you feel connected to the Piazetzna. And I hope that you feel connected to this Torah. And I hope that even just in the 45 minutes that we were learning, that Baruch Hashem, you feel, you feel something stirring in your neshama. Because I want to say, I want to tell you. I want to tell, right, it might also be the pastrami, right? I say, what I would also, because what I want to tell you is like this. And this is a guarantee. If you stick with this, if we stick with this, and sticking with it means being present. If I can't come, okay, there's a recording. But, par, but, but part of the avoda also is showing up. Part of the avoda is saying, I'm someone who cares enough about my growth to make the commitment to come out once a week to go ahead and do something. If I do that, the Piazetna guarantees us that we will change. We are Zohar to have such a rabbi like the Piazetna. And if we stick with him in Mir Hashem, we're going to go great places. Rabbi Shkoyach. If I say a quick announcement, please make sure you throw out your merchandise. Yes, Marif. So I have a different story to that the reason why you get to literally get every single person. Yeah. And now it's just a nice, it keeps a lot of favorite people, Al Shantai, give him a dollar, make him a quick. Second guy comes, but then the guy leaves. Five minutes later, the same guy comes back. Right? So the guy